What's up? Hey girl, so much. Get your cups ready because we're about to pour. This is the Queen's Cup. Who do you, who do you, who do you, who do you know you are? I'm a boss with a little bit of sassy and a whole lot of classy. I'm confident. I'm beautiful. Who do you know you are? I'm Risa. And I'm Rika. And this is the Queen's Cup Podcast. Hey guys, it's your girl Al Teresa and Erica. And we are back for another episode. How are you guys doing? Of course, we always miss you guys in between our uh, episodes and um, we're going to kick it off with doing a check-in with me and Erica. So what have you been up to, Erica? Well, you know, something new, work in school. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I have for you guys um, last week. Um, other than that, I need to really hop back on learning um, learning uh, sign language. So that's something I can tap back into that I'll have an update for you guys on our next podcast, but that's something I'm really going to tap back into. I paid for it, so I need to hop on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's always exciting, learning a new language. Yes. What about you, sis? Um, yeah, so for me, um, I've completed my first full week back in the office. Um, For those who don't know, I worked virtually since March of last year, um, you know, the pandemic. So this week was the first full week back in the office and it went okay. Um, I actually enjoy working from my office. For those who don't follow me on social media, you haven't seen or came to the open house. My office is very comforting, inviting. It's nice, the colors. So it makes me feel like kind of home slash office so I don't feel like oh my god I have to come into this place um so I I had a good week first week right there were some bumps along the way but all in all the week was a good week so and the kids are now in summer camp so both boys are in summer camp they're doing well they're adjusting well because they also did virtual school the whole school year and so me and my husband wanted to put them in camp to get them prepared because they are going back to school in August in person as well so all in all, this week has been a good week. Um, my my staff celebrated my birthday yesterday in the office, which was nice. We had cake Woo-hoo. and ice cream, food, um, games, and we just enjoyed each other. It was nice to be around the staff because they're also virtual. So, you know, when you work for a company that you enjoy working for, it's good to know that the staff enjoy the, the work here and they appreciate the work that I do. So it was nice to be celebrated. So um, all in all, this week was good for me awesome and yes she does have a very nice office for you guys who didn't get to see the virtual tour or come to the open house so yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice. thank Take you I, I appreciate it it definitely is and so um we are going to jump right into this week's episode and so this week we're going to talk about dating while christian and so for those who don't know me and erica are christians Erica is single. I am married. So we're going to come from different points, but similarities and a lot of the things we're going to talk about in regards to dating while Christian. And so um, I'll let Erica kick it off and start first. So, hey, guys, 
Erica here, of course, um, <laughs> for any of our avid <laughs> listeners, you are probably well aware that I am Christian and single. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was talking about it quite a bit. Um, but yes, um, just coming from this perspective, it's, it's hard a, as a single out here in these new, uh, I won't even say COVID streets, because it was just hard before then, but it just makes, it just added another layer to it. But um, as a Christian woman, it's just hard because even if you have other people who are Christians or believe in some of the beliefs within the um, Christian faith, it's just some of the ideologies that we have are still, unfortunately, they're still different in certain ways where you just feel like you don't, you can't completely um function within that confines of relationship with that person, whether it be um just some of the um I won't say key factors or key components of what they believe in a relationship. And I think a lot of times it may be, you know, they like the value system, but they don't really care to share the same um convictions that you have, whether it be um mm-hmm. waiting until marriage to have sex or intimacy things you guys may not see the same or cohabitating it's just a lot of things that you all may not see eye to eye or they may know that you hold these convictions but Mm -hmm. and they say that's something that draws them to you but at the same time they don't really try to hold that hold those um convictions on their end they may very well support them and um but if you're struggling in a certain area, they're not going <laughs> to go right. out of their way to help you hold those convictions, especially, especially when it comes to intimacy. And in a lot of cases for me, it's kind of like they already know you hold those convictions, but it's kind of like, oh, I can sway her on that. And I can sway her on this and she could compromise on this area. And so for me, that has been a major bone in contention as far as you know, waiting until marriage to have sex. Um, for me, I'm not a virgin, but as but it is something that I've committed to myself and to God. You know, to abstain mm-hmm. from sex, um, abstain from sex until I'm married. So it's hard, and I'm not going to like it's not. But <laughs> and it's easier when you share with your when you're with someone that um, shares those same convictions as you. But of course, right. there's a myriad of other, you know, things that um, that are that are um, to be considered in a relationship. But for me, that's been the biggest one. It's kind of like, oh, you ain't having sex, then you know, we can't do this, and which is fine because to each his own. But for right. me, <laughs> if you already know how I feel, don't try to make me feel otherwise or feel, make me feel less than for how I feel. So mm-hmm. that's just a tidbit of that. Right, right. And I agree. I think that when dating while you're Christian, whatever you set for your boundaries or whatever your beliefs are, I know it's hard to hold to those, especially in the in the society that we live in, where we see everything so sexualized and we see, you know, all kind of things um, in our society. And so a lot of times people will make you feel bad or feel weird or strange for believing that no, I want to abstain until I'm married or no, I don't want to do this or no, I don't want to do that while I'm in a relationship. And so it's important to find someone who is equally yoked with you. And for those who are Christians have heard this before, 
but finding someone on the same level because if you're weak in one area and he's weak in one area, then it causes it it causes the conflict to where you're both just gonna say, let's give in, right? But if you have a person that's on the same page with you say, no, let's not do that. And you may be weak in that. They can also uplift you as opposed to say, yeah, girl, throw that out the window. Let's just do it. Um, you know, or you find right. someone who understands your values and they don't make you feel bad for saying, I don't want to do this until this, or I don't want to do that because of this. They don't make you feel bad for those beliefs. So they don't make you feel like pressure to have to do those things. And so, um, you know, just hearing the stories of Eric and my other single Christian friends who are, you know, trying to live, um, you know, in abstinence and trying to, you know, keep their morals and values. It's hard nowadays because men, they, they'll say like, well, I can get it from somewhere else. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, bye. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not stopping you. And so it definitely from and the experiences that I hear is a struggle. And I think that um when you find the right person, that's why it's so important to find the right person because when you find the right person, it won't be that hard anymore. Not saying that it won't be hard because we're human and we have emotions and feelings, right? But it won't be as hard as like you're fighting a battle constantly with someone. It'll come to you easier because they will understand and they will they're trying to do the same thing. So it becomes like an easier, um, easier, so to speak, in the relationship as opposed to you fighting against the other person. And so. As Christians, right, sex is always a topic that is so taboo to talk about, like. In the church, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have sex and that's it. But it's like, okay, but sex is something that everybody eventually does. So why is this such a taboo thing to talk about? And even, you know, coming from a married standpoint, even as Christians and they're married, they don't talk about sex. There is no, and for those who are in a in a Christian um, church, they're even in a marriage ministry. They don't talk about sex in the marriage ministry at all. I think when we were in college, there was a a conversation about it and it was kind of like, uh, oh no, don't do that. Don't do that. The marriage bed is, is undefiled and don't do that and don't do this. And it was like sex positions, right? It's it's not talking about something wild and out there to where (laughs) it's like, oh my God, clutch my pearls. But it's like, uh, don't talk about it, but it's like, okay, you tell us to wait until this moment and here it is. And still like, don't talk about it. It's like, right. Right. Why not? Like this is pleasing in God's eyes. So why are we not talking about it or having these conversations or the other thought is like, what, okay. If you're Christian and you're having sex is boring. Mm -hmm. It's very boring. You don't explore, you don't do anything. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to marry a Christian girl because she's not she's not gonna want to do nothing. It's gonna be very boring. And that is a myth. That is not that is not true. When you find the right person, it does not have to be that way. And I think there's this misconception of the Christian woman where she's like a nun, right? And it's that, that is not hard. That is nowhere near the case. But that is kind of like the image of what people see when it comes to Christian women. So I I think that, I think that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I I thought you were, I thought you were finished with your thought. You can go ahead, I'm sorry. 
No, I forgot now, so you can go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, that is the, con- the, the common misconception of Christian women. Um, oh, she don't want to do this. She don't want to do that. She's boring. She's a prude. Mm-hmm. Um, she's stuck up. Like all of these stigmas that are couldn't be far from the truth. I mean, right. Uh, uh, with any faith, you have people who do, you know, they can definitely um, relate to those um, to those issues, but that's not how all Christian women are. And I think with it, as with anything, you need to find that person that you're compatible with. But no, like, and it's just so funny to me because just like they have, they put Christian women in a box, Christian men in a box, and then they mm-hmm. have this, and then they put God in a box. Like they think that, oh, I need to test the waters. Like I'm, I can't absolutely have sex. I'm sorry, I can't absolutely marry somebody that I've never had sex with. I can't absolutely marry somebody that I've never lived with, which, you know, if you're a Christian and we're we're having that same, you know, that same basis of God being our foundation, then for me, like, why can my faith tell me that this marriage is going to last, this message is going to be fruitful, and we're going to do both our part to, to make this marriage prosper? So mm-hmm. why don't I, why doesn't that carry until, until, um, the sex life, what does that carry into, you know, pleasing each other, meeting each other needs and, you know, working mm-hmm. with each other, you know, in whatever area it may be. It's just like, oh, God could do this, but nah. It to me is just an excuse right. to feed your flesh. Like you want it and you want it now and you don't want to wait for it. So just be honest, but don't say like, oh, I got to do this because I'm not going to know if it's good. You've never been married before to that person. Most times, you may have been married before, but you most times never have been married to that person unless you marry them again. But at the same time, so you never, so you don't know how it would be, you know, with many things in many different areas. You don't know for real how that person will handle their finances in certain mm-hmm. areas, you know, unless y'all share bills at this point. But it's just so many right. what ifs that could come along. So why do we make sex at the top tier of, oh, I got to try this because I really don't know what I'm getting into, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. but for me, you know, you know, you just have to really expand your mind and your thought life because when I get married, I don't have these things where it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, just like, mm-hmm. to me, like, it's exciting to explore that part of yourself with the person that God has destined you for. Like, for me, like, I know I've waited a long time to get married. So for me to be approved, to act like, no like (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's just not on the table for me so I think to be honest with yourself and to also to find somebody who share your convictions but at the same time like y'all on the same page like they know what um even beyond sex like they know what makes you happy they know what makes you sad like all of these other areas that people neglect for the physical gratification like you don't know nothing about her and going back to finances, you don't know their credit score, they don't know yours, they don't know your inherent um as far as like do you have a family history of this disease, mental illness, all these other things that people just act like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. those things are equally important, but we just let it fall by the wayside because all we're worried about is sex, how they gonna make me feel and what this person can do for me in the here and now. So mm-hmm. all of these other things go, you know, pass by the way, fall by the wayside. But I think if you're in a ministry, I think you should absolutely encourage the conversation 
of having these conversations on, you know, if you if you have if you're in a singles ministry and they can't tell you what to do when you feel like you just can't take it no more, you know, all these tips like we 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 got the Bible, but what we going to church mm-hmm. for people not giving these tools like and being exactly. realistic with ourselves about it, like. If I'm in a marriage ministry or a singles ministry, you know, why are we not talking about this stuff? Because you ministries not talking about don't mean that it's not happening. Like exactly. I can guarantee you with so many people who are Christian and having sex. Like to mm-hmm. be honest, no, I'm not saying that it's right, but it's it's real. And just negating from that or pretending that it's not happening, because sister, sister, I mean, sister so-and-so don't want to come to church no more because she feels embarrassed, but she really don't know how to deal with this sin that she's struggling in or this whatever that she's struggling in, whether whether it be sex or other areas, but just like, just don't tell me to lock my legs together and hold, like, (laughs) and and pray, which I can, but I need something realistic that I can hold on to when I feel like my faith is weak. Exactly. Or or in my human desires that I feel my flesh is weak. Like, you know, God, if you don't come down right now, you're going to send him right now. Like, (laughs) Mm-hmm. I need I need the real truth and then I feel like sometimes this is the last thing I'm gonna say I feel like some people when they get married they act like they never been single oh yeah hold on but you got mm-hmm. somebody holding you at night like <laughs> like you <gotta laughs> right be real with. don't be telling me these this stuff like give me something real that I can hold on to like can you help be an accountability partner if I really need to talk to you can you give me some real life advice and not right. something that you just feel like is biblically correct and what you should just say to me. Right. And there comes the judgment, right? And all those other things that people feel like when they do, let's say, sin and all of these other things, it's like, oh, but you forgot that you used to be out there in the streets doing the same thing, right? The, re- the reality of it is right. these conversations are not being had. And I watched the pastor on Instagram the other day. And he has a series about relationships and, and, and sex and all of these things. And it's real. Now, I'm pretty sure there are some older Christian folk that are like, oh, my God, why is he saying this stuff? Clutch my pearls. But it's real. There are a lot of young people who all the, it's thrown at you is abstain, abstain, abstain. It's like, OK, but what do I do with temptation? How do I deal with this? How do I date? How do I date with some someone and abstain. What do, what are some boundaries? What do we do? Like these conversations are not being had. It's like, oh yeah, pray. It's like, okay, I can pray, but what are the tangible things that I can do when you what have you done when you experience this? So what do you think I should do? Those right. conversations are absolutely not being had. And it's a lot of judgment going on. It's why a lot of people, when they they leave the church or they feel shamed and all of these other things, because there is a lot of judgment that comes along with that, especially when. Let's say people have children out of wedlock. There's a lot of judgment they feel about that mm-hmm. because here is the living proof that, oh, I had sex before I was married, right? And instead of condemning them, right, they sh- they could have had support as to what to do or, okay, let's talk about it. You made a mistake, you know? How do we work on so that if your goal is to be married so that you get to that goal and not have another child out of wedlock? If that's your goal, like, how do you have those conversations are not being had? There's shame on you judgment but not the other side of the conversations and the realm of dating as christian is huge and the only thing that's being pushed out is don't have sex don't have sex it's like okay now what tell me what else and that part Mm -hmm. is what's missing and a lot of times 
um, because that's missing, people doing whatever they want to do because they're like, well, you know, I already did it. So let me just keep doing what I'm doing. Or I don't have anybody to talk to that's a Christian that can guide me or tell me otherwise. So I'm just be out here doing whatever I want. But the reality is, is that to go back to those conversations are just not being had at all. The topic of sex is like, you know, we talking about some uh, FBI secret mission or something. It's like, <laughs> not, it's like, we not gonna talk about it. Oh, don't say, nope, nope, we're not gonna talk about that. It's like, but we all know it's happening. Like, we can't be blinded to, to the truth that we know that this stuff is really happening. And how are you helping your people in your church and your ministry deal with those issues? And a lot of ministries are not, sadly to say, but it's just the truth. They absolutely, absolutely are not. And so the question that I want to pose to you, Erica, is as a Christian dating, what do you think? some tangible things or some advice that you can give people who may be listening, who are also single and dating as a Christian that they can do while dating? Oh, mm. uh, I would say, which is not easy and that's in any area of life, but like to listen to the Holy spirit, like the Holy spirit won't guide you, guide you the wrong way. And a lot of times you're going to have your mind come back you with you know things that you feel like you shouldn't be or dealing with or regarding that other person or in your personal flesh so you know a that being um first and foremost but also try not to put yourself or allow yourself to be in certain predicaments because weakness Mm -hmm. and temptation will come and it's Mm -hmm. not always hard to deal with because for me I know it's just like lord jesus like (laughs) Mm -hmm. keep me near the cross because it's just like Sometimes you just fool yourself. You're just like, you know, oh, I could deal with this or whatever. But can you really, especially when you haven't, when you've been abstaining from um, sex for a long time, like sometimes it get hard. You be like, Lord, Jesus, I don't know how you got me out of that one, but I'm mm-hmm. so glad that you did. So it's hard. But, you know, try to keep yourself from being in predicaments where you, where your faith and your strength is really going to be tested because, a lot of people may push the envelope or they absolutely do push the envelope, especially if they don't hold those same convictions as you. And it's hard. It's hard. And it's just like, sometimes you're just like, you know what, you know, sometimes you just feel like giving in because it's just like mm-hmm. relationship after relationship or it don't even get the point to be a relationship. But it's like, if this always a bone and co- bone of contention, you just like, sometimes you just feel like maybe I should just give in everybody else out here doing it it seemed to work for them they got a ring they got this mm-hmm. they got that maybe I should just absolutely just have sex and we could take that off the table like if mm-hmm. you don't want me then I know it won't be that no more like sometimes it's hard and you just have those conversations with yourself but for me it's the promise that I made to God for me it's that that piece that I know like okay God I know you're gonna see me through I don't know when I'm going to get married. I don't know who I'm going to get married to, but God, I know that I'm committing this to you because I promised you. And um, so, yeah, but for so, for, so back to the mm-hmm. tips is, you know, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit, try to not put, try not to put yourself in predicaments. Of course, you're going to be tempted. Of course, you're going to have people trying to um, court you, date you, sleep with you without any strings attached. You're going to have that happen because that's just mm-hmm. like if you're in, in and then it don't even have to be in the you know you don't have people approach you come at you wrong disrespectful and stuff like that 
do you have to engage with those people? Absolutely not. But it's just a part of life, whether you're actually trying to be courted or not. It just comes with the territory. But, um, and I think also it's just like, it's, and to have people that hold you accountable, like, I'm mm-hmm. sure probably going to have made more conversations <laughs> than we can count, or sometimes she probably don't even want to have no more. But for <laughs> me, even right, wrong, like, I know, like, she going to be real with me. Like, sis, you was wrong. Sis, why you doing this? You know, you shouldn't have did this. You should have been listening to this. Like, and to right. get from a sincere place. So I right. think that you should absolutely have somebody that you can talk to, be real with, and they're going to hold you accountable and they're going to remind you of absolutely like, okay, before him, you said you want to X, Y, and Z. Do not check mark them things off because you want to be in a relationship or you want to be held or nurtured or loved or whatever else may come to your mind that make you think that you should compromise in something that's important to you. So have mm-hmm. those people in your life, in your corner, in your circle, especially people who are single or married, because you can get both sides. You got them mm-hmm. people who understand <laughs> what it's right. just like. You na- you biting some nails or whatever, like you just like I don't know if I can keep doing this. And then you have the people just like stick with it because you see the beauty in the way. You see the beauty in their marriage. You see the beauty in them being with somebody who honors the woman of God that they are and, and was respectful and know they may have struggled in some areas because no relationship is perfect, but you see the fruit of that. And mm-hmm. even when Teresa and, and her husband, I see the fruit of it. I see the fruit of them being a Christian couple that loves God, them being someone that was just like, you know, in certain, in, in areas uh, when they were dating, it was like him respecting her, respecting her wishes, respecting her as a woman. So mm-hmm. for me, it's important, <clears throat> excuse me, that to have that same thing where someone is honoring who you are and what you believe, what you believe and how you feel. And that right. goes regardless if you're a Christian or not. Like mm-hmm. somebody shouldn't be pressuring you to have sex. Somebody shouldn't be making you feel less than because you're not having sex with them. They shouldn't come in and out of your life thinking they could dip in where they fit in. Like it doesn't work like that. But um, yeah, so those are my tips. <laughs> right. Some of them. But yeah. And oh, also like we can save ourselves from a lot of heart, like in the pit of your spirit, they call it women's intuition. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is absolutely absolutely is, but that thing inside of you where it's like, no, yes, go, stay, stop, go, all of that. <laughs> absolutely right. make sure you connect with that. And when the lines begin blurred, like make sure that you pray and ask God to reel you back in so he can clarify like what's real and what's not. Right. And I agree with everything Erica is saying. And what I will also say is that, yes, we're talking about dating as Christians, but there are people that I know in my life that have chose to abstain, to not have sex until they were married but they were not Christians, right? They chose to, because they understand the concept of biblical content. Like my body is a temple and I don't right. want to, I don't want to 
muddle this relationship and I really want to know if he's here for me or is he really just trying to get my pants right I want to make sure we connect on an intimate level without that and so there are people that are also abstaining from sex that are not Christians and I want to say that too there are many people that are doing that and there are Christians that are doing that and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that people will make you feel weird they will make you feel strange oh you you approve you this you that they will say all kind of things But the reality is, is that you have to do what's best for you and your values and your belief. And if you are holding out, sis, if you're listening, or brother, if you're listening, if you're holding out and you're like, oh my gosh, like I just have times where I want to give in. Those are the moments where you have to really double down. Because like Erica said, we know people who have waited to have sex until they were married and they are in beautiful marriages now. It's worth the wait. And so society and people will make you feel like oh girl you never you never seen it you don't know how it looks or feel or this or that Mm -hmm. or what what if you don't like it and all right just like there's there's always a what if this like (laughs) what if you marry him and you realize that you don't like him and you married him already and you already had sex sex is not the only table thing that can call a marriage off the table Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but for people it's like the be all oh god you don't know but it's like the reality is, is there are people who have done that and it works. It, mm-hmm. it works and they're in lasting marriages. And so people will make you feel that, excuse me, people will make you feel pressure in that area. And if that's what you want to stand firm on, and that's what your choice is and you stand firm and you hold on to that choice because that is not an easy choice to make. And, and as you can you know, hear from, from Erica, that that is a struggle with a lot of people who don't agree with your choice. And so it makes it even harder when you're dating to find the right person who will uh, understand your choice and who will walk with you on that journey in abstinence. And so, but that's where you don't make compromises, right? Whatever it is, not if it's mm-hmm. not just sex, because there are other things right. when you're dating, right? If it's, you got to have a job or you got to do this, you got to do that. You know, you have to have some ambition, you know, you have to be able to you know, sustain your life or you have to have dreams and goals, like whatever your, your, your wants are in a relationship, don't compromise on those things because the Mm -hmm. moment you compromise, you'll start to see you compromise as something else, something else, something else. And Mm -hmm. then you're not getting what you really want. And you're not, you're not holding out to the hope that God is going to see the mate for you that will, you guys will compliment each other where you're not, you have to compromise so many things to where you're like, I don't know, I'm just accepting anything now just because mm-hmm. I need a man or I need a woman. I'm just desperate now because to compromise my belief and values on just anything walking because he got something between his legs. Mm. And <laughs> you don't have to do that, sis. And you don't have to do that, bruh. Right. The person out there for you is there. Now, it, 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 sometimes it takes a while. And I, and I, have not had that experience because I've been with my husband for 15, 16 years now. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was a single woman once upon a time. And so I do understand the struggles of dating out there and trying to find the right person and holding out to hope, holding out for the right person, but also knowing that it's not easy. And I'm not even going to sit here and say it's easy because I, that's one mm-hmm. thing that people will first tell you don't know. You've been married for so long. You've been with your man. You don't understand and it's like, but I'm a woman and I haven't been married since I was born. 
So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've been single, but I understand being single and dating. And so I understand that there are struggles out there, especially trying to find the right person, the man for you, especially if your desire is to be married. Now, there are people that don't want to be married. That's not their desire. But this conversation that I'm having in this moment is about people who are wanting to be married and not compromising because you see they look they look close to it but there are so many things you're compromising on until it's like what what's the point just let it go because you might be holding space with this person and the other right person for you can't come because you're holding space for this person that you know you're not supposed to be with so there There are those moments where it's not an easy role. And dating as a Christian is so many layers and things you have to navigate from. But one of the biggest things is not to compromise your values and beliefs um, because you feel pressured or people will make you feel like something's wrong with you because you believe and have this faith in and whatever you believe. Like hold strong to that. Hold it strong because on the other side of that can be an amazing, blissful happy marriage um and no marriage is perfect but when you hold on to what god has promised to you and you're obedient to what he says he rewards obedience he rewards Mm -hmm. that right and so they say obedience is better than sacrifice and so it is some it can sometimes it feel like one and the same i know for me it did i was like i'm sacrificing but But um, sometimes that he says that. And so a lot of times we feel like, you know, I can't have this or everybody else got this. Why can't I just do this? Like Erica said, and it's, you realize why he told you that when you didn't listen, he's like, God, I should have listened to what he said. <laughs> Ooh, I should have listened to what he said. But I definitely Ooh. think that um, when you compromise, you lose something in the end. I, that's yeah, what I, tr- I truly believe you do. Yeah, that's what I think. I agree. And I think, too, or for me on the flip side, is that I think also in a Christian relationship, because, you know, you may have both, both people may be working towards the same thing, or they honoring, they're honoring God because they believe in the God in you, even though that's something that they may struggle with um, as far as, you know, sex is concerned or whatever but I think too is that you have to also be realistic and um you and your partner you and your partner can um hold each other accountable and push each other and motivate Mm -hmm. each other to be be them best selves within that relationship and in our walk with God but I think also it's important that you don't they don't feel pressured or stifled by you you excuse me to be honest right. and open with them, but don't make them feel like you mothering them, smothering them, fathering them, parenting mm-hmm. them. And that's something that I had to realize because sometimes, you know, you see where God is taking them and you just like, sometimes I feel like I have in the past, like, it's like, all right, and like, you know, let the reins go a little bit, like relax a little bit. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that I know an area that I have grown and because at the end of the day, we all trying to walk this walk, but none of us are perfect. So I right. think it's important, you know, Christian woman, you know, give your Christian man a break. And the same thing, because mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, no one wants to feel like they're pressured or they not doing enough or they can't do enough to, to please God. Like no one wants to feel that pressure. And I cannot absolutely say like I've been in situations where I don't, you know, I want to, I love, I, I want to read the word, but I don't need you calling me. You haven't given me a whole sermon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you should absolutely tell your partner what thus said the Lord, but don't nobody want to hear you. Like every single conversation you have, it, it's like mm-hmm. you, preaching, you preaching to me and I already got a pastor. It wasn't you. So it's just like, <laughs> there have right. been points for me. It's just like, you know, um, you know, free, uh, listen, I, I know the word of God. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know the word of God. Like, I don't need you calling me, preaching to me all the time. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't right. balanced. It was just like, it was uh, overload. And then sometimes it feels like, and I'm not saying that you can ever have too much of the word of God, but we, we if you're sensible, you understand what I'm saying. Um, but I feel like even in the body of Christ, it's just like sometimes people have these unrealistic expectations. And mm-hmm. you allow other people who not in your predicament to put a stamp on what your relationship should look like. As long as you in the will of God, man, I say tune them other people out because mm-hmm. some people feel like we're going straight to the altar. Like, I don't really know you, but I know your name, sister, so-and-so, and I know you love the Lord. So let's go to the altar. And mm-hmm. for me, that's not what I want my marriage to look like. I want to know the ins and outs of who you are what's your what you are your belief system how do you feel about this how do you feel about that parents right you know all these different things that make that matter and if you leave it off the table it's gonna be on the table one day and it might not be something that you guys are both in agreement with because man if I knew you ain't like this this and that man I probably wouldn't have went this far in this relationship. If I knew you did really only wanted to have one child or no children or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like all these people that things that they put out their mind because it's like, oh, well, you a Christian, all of us going to work it out, work itself out. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like <laughs> a lot of people do that and they, and they get disappointed because it was like, did God tell you get married blindly? Right. It absolutely does not work like that. So yes, don't put God in a box don't allow other people to label what your relationship is supposed to look like as long as you're in the will of God and allow yourself to be free and experience new things with that with that person Mm -hmm. don't have all these unrealistic ideologies and limitations that you're putting on on that relationship oh y'all can't y'all can't go here y'all can't do this y'all can't Y'all can't go but so far with each other. Uh, if the, uh, you need somebody to go with you to the movies, like <laughs> some people are too much. It's too much. Like it's too much. <laughs> right. Oh, call me when y'all make it in from y'all date. Like I'm not doing all that. Like if I really <laughs> need to call you every time me and my man come home from a date, then then listen we really don't need to be together. Like, mm. <laughs> if it's really that deep. <laughs> right. We really just don't. We just don't. That ain't another, it's no better way to put it. But, yeah. Right. I agree with that. Make, I think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you can go. You can go ahead. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that um, just looking at 
Christian dating, I think, like you said, there's the extremes where they're overbearing. Your 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 mate is overbearing, and now they, you know, they want to stuff the word down your mouth throat <laughs> and make you feel bad left and right for everything. And then there's the other side of you know still trying to figure out what your values are and where you want to be as a couple. I will say is that you have to have these conversations in the beginning. I, me and Erica was talking about that. Like you have to talk about the level of intimacy that you mm-hmm. will have before you felt like, okay, we're crossing the line. And for some people it's okay. We can hold hands. We can hug, but we can't kiss. And then for other people, it's like, we can kiss, we can hug, we can massage each other. Like you, you have to figure out. And I think where the line is, is that where you fall into temptation. If you know, they hit this spot, they touch this spot, they do this, do that. And you ready to run to the bedroom. Then then you need, (laughs) you need to create some boundaries. So you're not putting yourself in those types of situations. And that's different for every couple. Some couple is more where it's like, we're not touching each other at all. And then there are couples that can deal with a hug, a kiss, a touch or whatever, they're fine with that. And then there are some people that go even further to say everything on the table except actual intercourse. We can do everything else. Lick, touch, this, that, and they okay with that. Now, to each his own. But I would say that if you put <laughs> yourself in that situation... You, if God okay with it. I think, that, I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, you know, him licking on you might, might not bother him like that. <laughs> but... <laughs> honestly some stuff I would say is common sense but some stuff you like yeah it's it's you know because some people it's like oh we don't hold hands we don't hug I'm like god dang like is Nothing. that your line brother like right <laughs> like, you know right. like just feeling like the kind of family stuff right. like exactly <laughs> isn't it just like really like I can imagine marrying somebody I never hugged or like right? I or I never felt like this seems uh, strange um, you know what I'm saying? Like an embrace from them. Just like, no. <laughs> yeah, that, it so. seems strange. And the reality is, is that intimacy is an, an important part of any relationship, especially a marriage. And intimacy is not just sex. I know people connect the two. Sex is a form of intimacy, but there are other hugging, kissing, touching, cuddling, touch. Mm-hmm. These are all types of forms of intimacy. And if you have nothing no intimacy at all. And then to say, okay, we're Marinella, let's explore that. It can be a little difficult, right? Because you don't know if you have, if you guys connect on that level intimately. Right. And if you don't, then it's a questionable marriage at this point, because now it seemed like what well, we just friends. So I, you know, I always say to each his own, but I, I think that as long as you find a form of intimacy that is pleasing to God, but also where you both are comfortable, where you're not mm-hmm. going to fall into the bedroom that night, then <laughs> I say, <laughs> Ooh, Lord. then I say, you figure it out. And I know for me, I knew a long time ago that I wasn't as strong-willed as other people. I knew that I couldn't go, some people, they can do all <laughs> kind of stuff and they can get up off the bed and say, whoop, I didn't do it. That wasn't me. <laughs> That was not me. So I knew I couldn't be doing all kind of stuff. Well, he did this and he did, he licked, he touched, he sucked, he that. I couldn't do all that because I knew, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I never did any. I'm just saying that I knew what my limit was. If I was mm-hmm. choosing to say I, don't, I wanted to abstain, right. then I knew that I couldn't do all those things because I knew yeah. 
my will was very low. So I didn't have a strong will. It was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so I knew for me, me it wasn't that strong. Yeah. For me too, is like a lot of times when you become engaged, it's just like you just I'm gonna say a lot of times. I'll say in my in my personal experience, it was kind of like when I got engaged, I was just like, oh, what I'm waiting for. Like I just mm-hmm. <laughs> I just kind of threw that by the wayside. I was just like, we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together so hey I know it's wrong but let's make it do what it do and mm-hmm. I was absolutely wrong because I already knew what the Holy Spirit had said to me if I continued out that path what was going to happen and it absolutely happened so for me mm-hmm. when I when I'm with somebody that I see as potential to spend the rest of my life with like I'm taking that to an account because I feel like why would I jeopardize if I truly see you as being a person that I want to spend the rest of my life with something like, you know, having sex prematurely, why am I putting that before the relationship? Why am I putting that before my promise to God? So it's important to me to, you know, to keep that promise. But, um, but I think too, is like, just in dating too, just like these people they expect like you you supposed to be having sex with them the week of you meet them mm-hmm. two weeks in this that like they and it's like an ex, it's not like they anticipated it's like right this is my this is my expectancy this is what we're supposed to be doing at this point in this stage it's just like you ain't put no time it's just mm-hmm. like forget even courting like right they they've they've laid no foundation but this is the expectation. And even for some Christian, so, and we, I'm saying Christian, but we know the foundational things of what, you know, I'm not one to say, if you believe you're a Christian, hey, but I'm just saying the principles and the found, foundational things that make somebody a believer. And if that's mm-hmm. saying what you are, then if you're trying to pressure somebody or trying to manipulate and finagle your way into something that they're not willing to do, then you really need to check that wall and they're going both sides mm-hmm. but but for me I'm just like you saying you this and that but it's just like you trying to get into my pants and mm-hmm. not only that it's just like you keep coming with the same thing it's just like of course with that person is it's up to you whether you allow somebody in your life out of your life in your like but at some point I was just like no nah, I can't do this with you no more like right. my convictions are still the same no matter what year you come or go, my conviction is still mm-hmm. the same. I'm just like, why do you think that it would change for you? Or if you come back in a year or two, that is different. Nah, fam. Like, and at this point, right. like, I waited so long. I'm just like, Altrice already knows. <laughs> I'm not going there with y'all. Listen. Like, and part of it is like, man, after this amount of time, like, nah, son, like, <laughs> right. So death do us part. Like, Mm-mm. I can't crack the code for you. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot crack the code for you. Absolutely, no, but but you know, God and, and God honors marriage. So even if you got you feel like you're in a situation where you know, man, God, you know, I had these expectations. It's not going away. You know, I I believe like God can heal a marriage. He can fix the marriage, but it it takes two. You know. It takes the work of you and that individual. So, you know, I encourage people, especially Christian people, if you're in a marriage and you feel like, man, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like, if, and if you both actively work at it, 
then it can work. But if you got one person trying to put in his time and effort and the other person is not, and that's a whole nother situation, but God honors marriage. So if you're on that flip side, you're just like, man, we did all the right, right things and I just feel like it's not working. Like pray and ask God, go, go to counseling, whatever you can do in your, mm-hmm. within your power, you know, to try to make it work. Right. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think the last thing we're going to say on this, because we could talk all day about this, as you can see, <laughs> Um, uh, but I want to say on the other side for married couples who are married and they are Christian and cause this is not talked about also as well as intimacy level and sex life and things like that, because that is important. Yes. You keep God mm-hmm. in your marriage and yes, you go to work, you supply, you provide, you do these, you do that, but you also have to take time to be with one another intimate, intimately and sexually. It is important you mm-hmm. can have sex as a, a married Christian person. You can have lots of it. So <laughs> <laughs> things are like tic tacs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is healthy to have intimacy and sex in your marriage. And for those people who are struggling in that area, I think the first step is to have an open and honest conversation. And when I tell some of my clients who are about to get married, the ones that I've had, I'm like, have the conversation about sex in your premarital counseling, find a, a, a pastor, a minister, a program that you go to for premarital counseling. Everybody should do it. Um, even if you're not a Christian, you need to, you should do premarital counseling, have that conversation about sex before you get married in setting where you can have a, a third party person help you have that conversation because what also happens is your partner thinks three times a week is sufficient and you think one time a month is sufficient so now you guys are having issues about that because you're like what that ain't enough and and this person like well it is to me right the conversation about sex is okay to have especially when you're having it about to be married and then it needs to continue even after you're married Sex is just this taboo thing as Christians that we do not talk about, but especially in a marriage, if there are issues around your intimacy and your sex life, you need to talk to one another about it. And then if you can't figure it out on your own, then yes, go get counseling, seek counseling so that you can fix it because not everything is, it needs to be a divorce. I know the divorce rate is super high in this country, but not everything is grounds for that, right? I'm not trying to give marital advice to tell people like, don't get divorced. But I'm saying is that, especially when it comes around intimacy in your sex life, those things are just as important as uh, paying your bills, uh, right. doing other things that you do, because it is, especially if you waited for it and you just not doing it or you're not talking about it. <laughs> Listen, right. that, ain't, that ain't on the table. We, we That needs to be fixed. <laughs> ASAP, okay? <laughs> you talking you waited and you're like immediately. Right. Like we need to fix this ASAP because this is not gonna be going on for people who are going months and years and there's no intimacy and nothing. It's like, what? <laughs> uh-uh. So yes, yeah, so just to throw that in there for people on the other side who may be listening who are married and this still an issue to talk about or they lack the intimacy or the sex life and things like that have the conversation with your partner. And then if you can't work it out on your own, get help, go to marital counseling, seek advisement, talk to somebody so that you guys can rectify that 
And, and trust me, on the other side of having healthy intimacy and sex life is a stronger marriage. Sex is not the everything in a marriage, but it's a, a good chunk depending on how important it is to that couple. And it's something that was ordained by God to do. So have the conversation about it. And <laughs> that part. I, I wish lots of sex on all the married couples out there listening, okay? Because I'm having it. I'm <laughs> she ain't kidding, y'all. Well, we're going to wrap up that section because I think we talked enough about that. So then we have a few more minutes for a rant, for a quick rant. So, uh, Erica, you got a rant? My mind went blank, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Happiness on... <laughs> I just wish happiness <laughs> on everybody, like, to be honest. Like, yeah. For me, that's that's a space that I'm trying to cultivate. Like, I'm trying to detach myself from everything and everybody who don't mm-hmm. mean me well, like the pretenders, whatever. Like, right. for me, like, I wish happiness on every single person. And that's real. Like, that's from the core of me because that's what I'm trying to cultivate for myself. Right. Forever. So, you know. Right. I don't know what I any attachments to start. <laughs> to anything that speaks otherwise so yeah y'all health is wealth so mentally physically emotionally Mm -hmm. that's what i'm i'm wishing for everybody and for myself amen on that i totally agree (laughs) with that i'm like i want to be in peace if you disrupt that peace or try to disrupt you gotta go i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i don't have the time or the energy to allow people in my space anymore who don't mean me well or um, like Erica said, pretender, you know, one way you this way, but behind my back, you another way. I don't have time for that. And I think I'm at this point in my life where God has weeded out all the fake friends. And I think right now I'm at a place where the my core friends that I have right now, they right. are my true, my core. Like they are, they're all like sisters to me at this point. So I feel like, um, you know, if you're at a place where you're having issues with close friends and friends in your life, then I definitely say, look at them and examine and, and, and pray about it. Because a lot of times we hold on to these friendships and these relationships that don't mean us no good, but we see the potential. We see like, but they used to be so good and this and that. And it's like, well, you know, everything has a season and a time and it might be times up for those people. And it's sometimes it's hard for us to let go. I know it is for me. It's hard for me to let go especially long-term friendships that I've had or relationships in my life to connect it to people. It's, it, it's been hard for me to let that go because I'm like, Oh my God, all these years or all this time we've been friends or connected with one another. And, um, and sometimes you got to let them go. So I agree. I want peace in my life at this point. And I feel like if you disrupt that, if you trying to rehab it in my life, there's the door, the exit. I wish you all the best peace and love, but you can't be, in my space anymore but I wish you all the best over there just leave me alone right (laughs) so (laughs) um yeah that's what I would say about my rant as well um just peace and zen that's what I want over here working on my own self to be the best version of myself and I encourage everybody else to work on yourself and guess what if you work on your business you ain't got time to mind other people's business because you're worried about your own so that's good Take that piece of advice, okay? Work on your own business, mind your own business. Then you don't got to worry about nobody else's business. Ooh. How about that? So that's good. Right that's there. what I would say <laughs> about my rant. So anyway, so 
we're going to close out this week's episode. And before we close out, um, just want to tell you guys. So for those who are following us on Anchor or Spotify or, or Apple, and you're like, hey, you guys miss weeks. We did Facebook Lives that we're going to post. So they're going to probably come after this week's episode. So, but they will post on Anchor and Spotify and, and Apple and all those other platforms. If you're like, where have you guys been? And you don't follow us on social media. We're going to post those episodes because we did lives, but we're going to post them, but they're going to come mm-hmm. after this episode. So just so you guys know, if you're like, this doesn't make sense. That's what's been happening. Uh, so just wanted to tell you guys that so you guys can go back and listen if you haven't checked out our Facebook and our social media where we posted it. So anyways, for those who have questions that they want to reach out to us and we can answer live on our podcast, send us an email, tqcnation at gmail.com or send us messages on Instagram or Facebook and we will be gladly willing willing to uh, answer your questions, of course, anonymously. We won't say your name. But we'll answer your questions um, and give you a shout out if you choose to have one. All right, Erica, you want to take us out? Yes. Without further ado, we would like to say, remember to fill your cup. Because Because you can't pour from an empty one. Amen. All righty. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next time. Next time.